episode 14 of the Suarez Ice Podcast. I'm Will Evans again here with Brad Larkin. Uh, Brad, mate, how's things? How was your weekend up on the West Coast? Yeah, didn't, didn't make it. Didn't make it out of Dunedin, Will. Oh, uh, you're Absolute joking. fiasco. Yeah, no. Nah. Maggot of a morning. Airport snafu. What's that, sorry? An airport snafu, was it? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we were meant to fly. To, our plane got cancelled, but luckily they just, they said if you, we could put you on this plane and get you to Auckland, and then if you went from Auckland to Blenheim, and then you get from Blenheim to Cairns, and then direct to Hokitika from Cairns. Oh, <laughs> yeah, standard <laughs> standard South Island travel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we didn't make it. Um, to say we didn't make it. Well, that's a shame, mate. But uh, at least you had a good Warriors game to sit home and and watch. Yeah, far out. What far a bludger. Uh, we'll get to that shortly, but first quickly looking at, uh, at round 13 and, and some more positive bits. Um, any highlights from the round for you? I, I, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed that Tyrone effort solo try. I got a soft spot for that little dude, and yeah, it yeah. was just rad to see someone, yeah, it was a cool little touch. Yeah, Tyron Roberts is uh, a bit of a journeyman, been to Super League and back, and, and now the Titans' main man, quite the, um, yeah, quite the resurgence for he him. He goes but, all right, eh? Yeah, he's, he he's right. underrated. We could definitely do with, with someone with his sort of spark, and yeah. I think he shows a fair bit of leadership as well, like Tyron Roberts. Um, yeah. My... my yourself? A highlight of the weekend for me was definitely the Raiders' freakish tries, where they kicked it off last week with John Bateman's um, unbelievable soccer soccer skills try and then they uh, produced another few I think three in the first half on um, and that went over the Tigers it was quite incredible eh? that Whitehead uh, Bateman had another another um, another one and then Nick Kotrick with a, a freakish kick ahead um, from a chip as well so the Raiders the this Harlem Globetrotter time on Friday night there yeah um, They're one of the few teams in the comp sort of turning it on, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. It's... Everyone else is a bit plain Jane this year, it seems to be, but yeah, they've, they've got a bit of spark to them. Yeah, the entertainers of the competition for sure. Uh, team slightly less entertaining on the weekend was the Warriors. Uh, 32-10 loss to, to the Storm. Looked fantastic in that first half hour. I thought it was just about their best first half hour of the season. Uh, then conceded... Um, what was it, 30 straight points. I, I just want to um, let you guys in on a text that I received from, from Brad, my uh, co-host here. Uh, went just after the Storm scored the first try of the second half, he sent me a text saying, what do you reckon, 32-10? Now, if that's not some Nostradamus shit right there, uh, quite incredible, Brad. How'd you come up with that? That's just straight up Unagi and... An operation there, that yeah. I, it just it was sitting there. That, that I was just sitting there watching. I was going, "This is like watching a cat play off a mouse." <laughs> and now the cat's had enough, and he's going to kill the mouse. Yeah, that's, that's it, the way it played out. They're just playing with us. Oh, far out! What an average footy team. Yeah, it was um, just throwing the towel big time. Uh, couldn't quite understand. Roger Tuivasa's check. Roger Tuivasa-Shek's uh, comments post-game that uh, they were that he was happy with the defence that they dug in. And I didn't see much of that in that second half. Some very soft tries there. Uh, just wanted to read out 
um, my dad's reaction. Uh, uh, oh, nice. He's actually um, he's he's really gone over and above this week. The old fella. Um, he said, "Bugger if I know." The storm just too good. We're too dumb. Uh, Blair out, we win too. Blair back, we win, we lose too. Um, good point there. Uh, we miss Johnson and that feeling something good can happen from anywhere on the park. Brackets absent though he was a lot of the time. Smiley face, even. Uh, and he's he's not a he was never a, a huge Johnson he fan, was... especially in that last couple of years. From so from to say that not at all. From to say that, um, yeah, obvious that this Warriors team is just lacking a little bit of spark. He's um, spot on though. You just you just don't know where it's going to come from. You can't see anyone in there at the moment that it's going to come from. Yeah, as we said, thirty uh, unanswered points there, and this the team this year. You just don't, the the Dragons win was um, a glaring. Um, I guess a. a um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? The opposite of that. They came back from a 12 point deficit and were amazing in doing so. But otherwise, they've never looked like being able to haul in a deficit. As soon as the storm got ahead, as you, as, um, as you said with your text, it just looked like it was going to be a blowout as soon as the storm got the lead. Um, yeah, really disappointing. Really, we don't really know where to go from here. Melbourne, a lot against them. Four Origin players backing up. None of them had to be particularly good. Cameron Smith just toyed with them. Jarome Hughes playing in two different positions in the game absolutely destroyed us. Um, attack was poor. Defence even worse. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah, it's terrible. And the, and the sad thing is, I've watched um, the New South Wales Cup game because I'm, I'm wiping off the season. I'm, I'm sort of doing a bit of scouting, see who else, and they're just as bad. So yeah. it's. There's, there's no end in sight to this horrible patch of footy until hopefully next season. It, yeah, I can't see how they're going to fix it with, with the cattle they've got. It's um, yeah, it's, it looks like a poorly constructed roster. It's like they've tried to moneyball the roster, but just ended up with a, a truckload of, of really average players um, or middle of the road players. Um, yeah, just a few points from the match that Chris Sartai penalty. We've uh, given him a few raps over the over the weeks, but that penalty was awful, and he didn't do anything positive to contribute either. But that that late shot penalty really turned the game, gave them the, the storm the opportunity to score that first try, and it was all downhill from there. Um, still, look two or three decent forwards short, I reckon. Um, yeah, Toa Harris. They look tired as well, don't they? Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. Um, Harris, Blair, and, and Papali'i. Eighteen runs between them. That's that's not good enough for your back row trio. They made a a, a lot of tackles, but uh, still, you know, you got to get more from your from your back three. Yeah, Harris only four runs, which was bizarre from him, really. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a shame. The good player, the, there's a few good players getting dragged down with the rest of them this year. Yeah, yeah. It's hard for a player like Harris Roger has been to... a shadow of himself all season. Who's that? Sorry, Harris is uh, Harris. Like, yeah, he's, he's, he's been pretty absent this whole season. Yeah, um, seems to me like he's obviously played most of his career at, at the Storm. Fantastic player. He's great last year too. Some and has had a couple of good games this year. But just seems to be a player that is intent on just doing his job, and making sure he's. 
you know, going well, yeah. but not really dragging the rest of the team along with them. I don't know if you can blame them for that or not, but... No, it's hard for anyone to stand up. Or everyone's going to get dragged to the same level, I think, at the moment. But, but just, on that field, just what we would, you know, what we got from Simon Mannering, someone that is, <clears throat> you know, it just seemed to hate it when we lost, and um, you know, just put in a thousand percent till the 80th minute, like a, you know, what Paul Gallen does for Cronulla, that sort of thing. Just missing that sort of heart and soul player in the pack, I think. What's frustrating me is I hate coach bashing, but I have I can see no visible evidence of change. There, yeah, what's what's been changed to sort this problem out from the first round? Who's there's only been two players out of that team, pretty much, is it? You got Kieran and Carter, who should have been dropped halfway through last year. Yeah, yeah. Every other every other team are dropping stars and putting them in reserve grade and actually making a physical effort. But what's going on? Yeah, Nothing. Pretty, put the same team out there and hope it works. Yeah, pretty reticent to to change the team. The only changes this week um, after a pretty bad loss have um, come as a result of of Herbert returning and um, and Chris Saito's uh, suspension. And now uh, they bring and Jazz yeah. Tabunga obviously would have come back into to the team from injury anyway. Um, yeah, another weak point. I don't want to. Slag off Stephen Kearney because it is his birthday today. Um, yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, Mooks. Yeah, <laughs> hope it's a good one, mate. Um, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't a great look. I didn't think him uh, laughing it up on the field with Cameron Smith afterwards. Uh, you know, I know people are, are mates and all that from from different teams, but after a loss like that, save it for the tunnel where the, the cameras aren't. Yeah. It, it looked like he was playing charades or something out there with him is I've never seen him so animated. Um, and after a loss like that and, and, you know, didn't really seem too too devout after the game in the in the press conference. It just probably wasn't the best look. What what did you what was your take on that? Yeah, exactly that. Take it in the tunnels. Take it in the tunnels. Yeah, he's gonna have some people barking for his head soon. He he needs to Show and show he's doing something different. Um, no proof. Yeah, and probably you know show a bit of of hurt. Things aren't going very well at all. Right. Um, quick, quick fix. Who would you? What would you do? Quick fix for this weekend instead. Um, I'd probably give Levaha Polo a run. Um, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I. I know this is, you know, probably a wee bit of a Hail Mary, but I'd almost give Blake Green a, a, a week and put Chanel Harris-DeVita in. Uh, Blake Green is... Oh. Blake Green, for me, is struggling with being the the number one shot caller. Um, I can't quite understand why Cody Nicarima isn't isn't kicking at all. Um, he's, he's kicked... I think he kicked once in that game for 16 metres, 165 kicking metres in four games since he joined us. Last year he was averaging 102 kicking metres a game for the Broncos, so he can kick. Has a decent kicking game. They just need an extra option there because he's out of ideas. Yeah. Seems to be playing slow and just uh, seems to be someone that's you know that's played alongside guys like Cronk, Cherry Evans, and Johnson his whole career, and now being the main man is is um, just a bit of a battle. Yeah, so I, I agree with getting rid of. I'd probably lean more towards bringing Kieran back in for a like-for-like like type half. Yeah, fair enough. But I, I'd agree, 
And then if you wanted to go deep, you could get rid of Luke as well, put Nicarima or Hooker, tell yep. him to suck it up and deal with it, and put in Harris and Kieran and the Hubs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also wouldn't mind proper cut splitting up that friggin' propping trio. Parsi, who you got? Parsi, Arfala, and... Uh, ah, Mao. Listen, Ah, Mao. Yeah. I'd get rid of one of them, because they're pretty much the same player. They, they, I can't spot much difference. Ah, Mao offloads a bit, so either Bunty or Parsi has a, has a rest and bring in Jackson free. Yeah, they've just got to do something to change that. It's getting pretty desperate now. Um, mm. Yeah, just a few... I think the back line's fine. The back line's fine. They're just... Yeah. What can they do? They've got nothing to work with. There's definitely some uh, little wrinkles dying out there. They, they seem to be favouring that left-hand side, something chronic. They can't uh, get any room for Fuss. Um, I think Gerard Bell didn't help with that on the weekend. He was an absolute liability in attack and <laughs> I was stunned um, by that. Was, you know, someone I've had a fair, you know, fair bit of res- respect as a, as a player for Gerard Bell, but he just doesn't seem to yeah, have so it. Yeah, so do I. Um, but yeah, just a few stats here for you. The fourth loss this year by 18 points or more. The sixth time scoring 12 points or less. Uh, there's definitely something wrong with the attack there. I think probably something that's been overlooked, Andrew McFadden off the staff for the first time since, I think, 20... He, started, he arrived with Matt Elliott at the start of 2013. He was... Uh, in charge of the attack and um, just that adjustment I suppose is they don't seem to be uh, seem to be jowling with whoever is in charge of the, the attack at the moment um, their 4-8 record I know we're only two points outside the 8 but it's their equal worst record after 12 games uh, post 1999 that uh, doesn't bode well for making the finals obviously one one year we did uh, record a 4-8 and eight record um, and actually make something of it. It's 2007. We actually finished in the top four, but we we only lost two of the last 12 games. So I don't quite see them piecing together that sort of run in the second half of the season. Nah, um, not this. Oh, although you probably yeah, wouldn't it be good? Yeah, I guess no. they've shown it's possible, but far oh, yeah. out. But that a long way away. That team had Steve Price, Ruben Wicky, Michael Luck. Um, a young Simon Manning, mm-hmm. Sam Rapera. Um They don't quite have the same uh, same cattle, I don't think, to be able to do it. Um, nah. That that competition as well uh, was a very bottom heavy one, which this year as well is. Um, it's a pretty ordinary comp quality wise, to be honest. Um, only two points off the eight. Yeah, I think with the with a you know with a bunch of results going our way, we could be sitting in the top eight at the end of next weekend or this weekend which seems crazy um but yeah you look at the teams from sort of seventh seventh is manly eighth Parramatta, ninth brisbane tenth st george Illawarra, and the tigers cowboys then us uh those teams above us aren't exactly going particularly particularly well so you know if they can string a few wins together it is um won't take long to to start moving up there, but we haven't won more than two in a row since that uh, five-match winning streak at the start of last season. So, you know, going on a big run is 
it's easy to say all they need to do is string those together, but when they haven't done it for, <laughs> for some time. Um, and it, I think it's a real shame because given the lack of quality in this competition, like the Storm Rabbitohs and Roosters are a long way ahead of everyone, but they're probably a notch or so, notch or two down on where they were last year. Yeah, they're year. not even at the best. And then the next level is like the Raiders and the Knights, sort of newcomers to that um, middle of the top eight. If the Warriors were producing their 2018 form, you'd say they're a massive shot at winning the comp. So the fact that they've uh, got a bit too cute and tried to, you know, tried to change things up, get rid of Johnson, think that everything's going to be totally fine, um, is I think is a bit of a shame. Not that that's the only problem they've got, missing Johnson, but it was obviously a big part of it, the biggest change in the off-season. Um, without probably looking at yeah. some other areas of their roster that needed. Um, yeah, to... they thought they thought they were good. They thought they had the what do they call the culture to deal yeah. with it. They thought they'd change the culture in six months, but mm. it, it doesn't. It's not that easy, I don't think. And this, to me, they've seemed to try and steer away from that sort of trademark flamboyant Warriors style uh, that can blow teams away and go for something a bit more consistent. Um, but now it's this, almost like the footy they tried to play in the first year Cooney was there. Yeah, yeah. And then last year they let the ball sing, hmm. and now this year they've gone back to the one that didn't work. Yeah, and they probably don't quite have the players to, to let the ball sing. Obviously Johnson was a big part of that attack, and Isaac Luke going off his chops where he, was he's been a bit up and down this year. Um, but playing that, trying to be a sort of grafting team, they don't really have the the team for it, and they've got, <laughs> they don't have anything to fall back on, so... Um, yeah, um, the, yeah. some more st- stark sort of reality from the season so far. They, they were obviously a bit unlucky to lose to South and Melbourne the first time, but uh, the, the only teams they've beaten were the four teams that were below them heading into that round, Dragons, Panthers, Titans and Bulldogs. Um, haven't, haven't beaten anyone of note. And would you, How comfortable would you be playing the Bulldogs at the moment? Oh, I'm, I'm not looking If the forward. Warriors are against the Bulldogs this weekend, would you... No, not at all. Well, you know, you'd, yeah. have, you'd have to back them, but you probably prefer to play the better teams at the moment because <laughs> at least your expectations are lower and obviously a game against the Titans kind of fits into that Bulldogs category, although the Titans are coming off a good win. Um, yeah. yeah. It's nice having the excuse of getting beaten by the Storm, but... If we run into team like Titans this weekend, that's that's a freaky one. Yeah, um, over there, and they're obviously coming off a, a good win and a sort of team that can, you know, blow a team off the park with their attack if they're uh, if the other team doesn't turn up to play. Which is what happened with the Broncos on Sunday. Uh, we'll obviously get to that game in our round fourteen preview. Um, yeah, we have, we've talked about selections. As I said, Jastavanga, Patrick Herbert coming back in. There is um, a bit of a gastro scare in the squad. Blake Green, Carl Lawton and Isaac Luke apparently got a wee bit of a tummy bug. Could be... Uh, yeah, could miss the trip. it could be the best thing for us. Yeah. Forced, forced change. What Carter was forced... It was a forced change. He doesn't drop. Yeah, get some yeah. forced changes going. Um, I'm not sure what would happen with... Um, whether we'd be forced to um, choose players out of our out of the twenty one they've named, because that would mean Jazz Tavanga would have to play hooker if all three of those guys were out. 
Um, no, yeah, no, they're trying to go for a dispensation on it. Ah, okay, they so are. applied okay. for a dispensation, yeah, whether they give it or not. And, uh, the, and Green being out, would see Shana Harris Tavita come in. Um, he's been named in the 21, which, to be honest, wouldn't be the the worst thing. No, nah, yeah. um, not at all. But yeah, we'll see how that plays out during the week. Uh, moving on to other teams that we follow, the Kiwis. Big test against Tonga coming up next week, so obviously... This week is the last chance to press for selection. Um, who, anyone that's sort of jumping out is possibly a bit of a bolter for you. There's, there's some players sort of injured and not in good form. There's uh, there's definitely spots up for grabs there. Bolters, bolters, bolters. Oh, I don't know, bolters. What's that, Ruby Smith? Does he? Yeah, he's a Kiwi. He's, uh, he's a Smith's Kiwi. Hey, Tyron fella, Smith's son, young fella. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he might. Yeah, he might make a good winger, but uh, that Hughes has got to be in there. Him and imagine him and Johnson in the halves. I know, doubt Johnson will go, but yeah, Johnson's geez, good. Johnson's still not named in the starting team. I mean, in twenty-one for Cronulla this week, so maybe a bit of a Cronulla long shot. Cronulla won't let him play. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. Um, so that sort of leaves four and Nicarima, Jaron Hughes, and um, yeah, is that probably about it? In contention for the at, at the moment, I'd have Hughes and Foran of Nicaragua on a utility. Yeah, that's probably bench. the best. Uh, there's talk that Hughes is going to be there at, in some capacity, possibly as the as the fourteen. So I'd probably rather go with uh, with Nicaragua as a as a fourteen. Hughes was great the other night, just a good footy mm. player. Um, our incumbent skipper, Dallin Martini Zelezniak, he's uh, any chance that he'll get in? Obviously, Roger will be our fullback if he's available. Can he force his way in somewhere else, Dallin? Yeah, he'll probably go in on a wing one. He won't be the captain, and he's not no, the no, incumbent captain. Surely not. He was just he mm. was just keeping that sea warm until yeah. shit come back, and not after the start of the season. That he's had nah. pretty tumultuous, nah. uh, but in um, centres. What about Paddy Herbert? Who else well, is rolling around the centres? The incumbents are SR Masters, Joseph Manu. They were good postseason last mm. year, but not super flash this year. Probably, maybe, um, maybe a chance there for Dallin because he's playing. He's debuting for the Bulldogs at centre. Has played a fair bit there during his career, so maybe a chance for him there. I know that. Um, yeah, Michael Maguire's a fan, so... We'll see. Who you got in the wings, then? Uh, well, I think that Big Ken should be first packed. Yeah, um, definitely. Without a shadow of a doubt. Um, the, Ho- hopefully yeah. Tonga pick Foss. Yeah, well, I think... It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, well, he's he's uh, made his bed there. I don't think he would be, even be eligible for the Kiwis if... Even if he got... No. Tumped by Tonga, but... Um, Isako played in the third test against England last year. Uh, Jordan Rapana was in the mix before. Well, he was, oh, yeah. played the first two tests of the England series. Rapana has been someone that we've leaned on for a few years now. I guess he's had a bit of an injury. I'll take him. Yeah. Isako is having a bludger of a year. Second year yeah. syndrome to the max. No tries um, after 12 or 13 games. Um, is that right? Yeah. And the pack, I can imagine we'll see the same. Brandon Smith, I think, is, is, is a show-in yeah. for Hooker over Isaac Luke. And I think we'll probably see the same suspects in the pack. Jesse Bromish, Warrior Hargreaves, um, Isaac Liu, if he's fit. Um, 
Adam Blair is probably under pressure to hold on to his spot. You would no hope. way he can do that. Yeah, the thing we've got too many good forwards. New Zealand, surely. Uh, there's um, yeah. Britain, Nakora, and um, and Braden Hamlin, Uele, who we'll come to in a second again. But they're definitely pushing for the selection. Guys like Kenny Bromwich, Lisa Armel, the Kiwis down. Um, Proctor. Yeah, Proctor, Joe Tarpany, Isaiah Papali, David. I love Tarpany, eh? He's a, he's a real athlete. Um, Get him to the Warriors. That's who we need at the Warriors. Yeah. Or would he just be average if he came? Oh, maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, he is a, he's, a, he's an excellent player, Tarpany. Uh, Kiwi contingent at the Warriors, but plenty of Kiwis around the NRL. I'm sure we can rustle up a half-decent team. Uh, mm. Just a few question yeah. marks over, particularly the halves there, and how that back line might look. Um, but yeah, excited for that test against Tonga. Hopefully the Kiwis are fired up for a bit of revenge for that World Cup loss. Um, yeah, I hope I, we can win it. Yeah. I hope we can win it. I know it's um, great for that World Cup run of Tonga's was brilliant for international rugby league, but I'm a Kiwis fan and I was pissed off when we lost to them and bombed out of the <laughs> quarters. I, you know, It's no feel-good factor for me. I thought it was... Humiliating. So yeah. hopefully we can get a a win up over them. Um, yeah, I think that it's brilliant for the game of league how strong they are now and becoming a tier one nation. But Jesus, I still don't want to lose to them. I don't want to lose to no one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I couldn't couldn't cop some of that. You know, good for the game no. stuff from from fe- fellow Kiwis fans, people that I knew. It's like no way. I'm sure you'd be stoked. I'm sure <laughs> that they were absolutely uh, dog on mate. I know they were. Uh, well, they were probably more your rugby sort of fans. I don't think they'd be as as chuffed if they lost a if the All Blacks lost a rugby yeah. World Cup pool game to Tonga. So Tuggy. yeah. Oh, another guy I just want to throw into the mix. Chance Nickel Clock's down. I know he's been playing fullback, <laughs> but he he's a he's got a lot of experience on the wing. How about? Chuck him in for a wing spot. Nobody's in better form. Yeah, you're probably right. Actually, old chance, old yeah. chance. He is going good. I don't, I don't know if he, I don't know if he's tough enough for a Tongan one-off test, though. Oh, I back him in. It's almost, yeah, a, it's almost state of origin style footy players in yeah. this game against the Tongans because they're going to come in hard. I think they need guys in good form, the Kiwis. Otherwise, they could. Get, mm, that's uh, true. Tough we don't, one. Don't have enough long-serving test players besides you know a few obvious suspects and uh, like Roger and guys in the Fords, but yeah, I think we just need to to pick on form here. Um, yeah, right. But, okay, well, okay, right, right. okay. We'll obviously, preview the test next week. Um, a couple of uh, NRL shifts, mid-season moves, a bit of transfer madness about to erupt in the NRL, according to. Some of the journos over in Sydney, but the ones that have well, one that's definitely confirmed and one that's all but confirmed, down to the Bulldogs. That's a big, yeah. big gamble from him, I think. Oh, is it what? And the and the Bulldogs. Yeah. Do they need him? Is that what they need to fix their problems at the moment? Surely he's not coming cheap. Uh, the salary yeah. cap is very tight, from what we've been led to believe for a long time. But for for Dallin, I, he's, I was reading today. It's actually in the next season. Pretty much all of their players are off contract, yeah, so they've got the full salary cap. Pretty much start out all over again. New club. Yeah, um, yeah. But 
going to the Bulldogs, he's played his whole career at Penrith uh, in a very, very talented team um, that made the finals, I think, before the five years that he was there. Um, going to the Bulldogs where they don't have any strike power whatsoever, and now he's all of a sudden their number one main strike weapon. That's a lot of pressure for someone that yeah. you know come yeah. off a bit of a bit of a rocky patch. He, he's, a, he's a brilliant finisher outside the people that have set up the finishing opportunity. Yeah, and a bit of a enigma for me as well. But capable of, of I mean, he was yeah. amazing for the Kiwis as captain last year. But he's speaking of that Tonga loss, he had an absolute shocker in that game um, at the World Cup. So he's. You know, he's not the complete package. Be interesting to see no, how this move turns out. Um, the other one, which Tigers missed out on on Dallin when it looked like uh, they were the favourites for a signature, and they look like they're going to pick up Tim Manor mid mid season. Yeah, Tony Soprano off to the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, the uh, <laughs> the best eye eyebrows or eyebrow in the NRL heading to it's, Tiger Town. It's an out of it buy by the yeah. Tigers too, isn't it? Well, he's got to be one of the nicest guys in the game. You know, great club man, but he's yeah. barely making that Eels team at the moment. Uh, ben Elias said that he, a Balmain icon, Ben Elias said he wouldn't buy Tim Manor with counterfeit money. Uh, <laughs> a bit of a burn there from Benny. such uh, a strange boy. They're yeah. obviously getting ready to cut loose a couple of their props in the June, and they just need cover. Well, I was looking like at the there. Packer and Matalino. They're looking to get rid of them. So. I was looking at some of those salaries or the estimated salaries. They, apparently, Matalino's on seven hundred a year, which is mental given what he produced for the Warriors his last two years here. Packer on six hundred thousand, which is crazy as well. And uh, and. There's talk that Reynolds last season of Reynolds' contract is worth nine hundred thousand dollars, which is ludicrous. Gee whiz, um, some so, people copped up there. Yeah, good luck. Um, moving some of those guys on, on to some more promising news for us. There's um, there's there a story over the weekend that the Warriors uh, and I'm quite pleased about this because this is a guy that. I looked at the on, off-contract list and pinpointed uh, some weeks ago. Braden Hamlin Ueli, the giant uh, Auckland-born forward that's carving up for Cronulla at the moment. Apparently the Warriors are hot on his trail. So Is hope, that right? Hopefully no, we can bring not him for home. mid-season? Don't think for mid-season. I uh, doubt yep. that the Sharks would, would let him go. Probably yep. especially with the, the uh, horrific injury toll they've had this season, but he'd be a great pick-up. He's, he's 24, so he's been a bit of a slow burner. He's a junior Kiwi back in 2014, but, man, he's really come along. He's, he had, like, one game, I think, for the Cowboys a couple of years ago, one game for the Sharks last year, but he's proved himself this year great again on uh, Saturday night through the last pass for for a couple of tries. He's, he's a massive lump of a, of a lad. And um, that's, yeah. a, that's nice. That's good to think about, eh? Yeah, nice. yeah, exactly. Little you know, probably a little bit too much uh, um, hope pinned on him if he was to come. If if he's going to be a, a best forward recruit, but he's he's definitely got the potential. And uh, yeah, a bit of skill about him. Learning off guys like Andrew Fafita and and Gallon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Matt yeah. Pryor. Yeah, playing on a tough team who would probably go possibly go reasonably deep this year. 
could be a good pickup. And uh, yeah, that would be nice. Um, just moving on quickly to some some Origin selection chat. They'll be picking the teams for Origin two at the um, at the end of the weekend with the game in Perth the following Sunday. So New South Wales, I can't believe what's happened, but one loss only by four points. They're talking about a New South Wales dynasty after that series win last year. It's taken one game and they've just thrown the baby out of the bathwater. Everything's in chaos. <laughs> Every journalist wants to recall um, Mitchell Pierce. All the all the um, rumour is that Maloney's already going to come back. Um, you know, they're calling for changes. Cody Walker, no one wants to pick him for game two after one quiet debut. It's crazy. It's just going back to what the Blues... <laughs> Built that losing streak on us. Uh, just flabbergasted. They just don't know how to. They just don't know how to deal with it, do they? They don't no, know how to no. attack it. It's they put themselves under so much treasure yeah. that they've gone all Anthony Seabold on it and just yeah, losing the plot. Meltdown. It's crazy. Um, and they have had a bit of bad luck as well. Clemo was probably their best forward um, in, in game one. He's out. His likely replacement, Jordan McLean, is out. So now they're. <laughs> And I think that instead of going for pushing someone like Matt Pryor as a safe, you know, safe option, he played a game last year. As um, you know, probably that's how I'd go. Yeah, um, to plug a gap, professional player, won a couple of premierships. But they're talking about Matt Lodge. They're talking about Daniel Saifidi. Um, I just can't. You know, they almost Matt Lodge. For... Matt Lodge doesn't deserve nothing. Yeah, no, Maggot should have been anywhere near no, the New South Wales that, team. That should have been part of the conditions of him come back to the game. You'll never play rep footy. Anyway, yeah. that's a talk for another day if he ever does get picked. Uh, Daniel Saifidi, just put Pryor in. Yeah, it's, just put him in. It's simple decision. They're looking for a sexy debut pick, a, a good story or something, but. Yeah, there's some very obvious options out there. Even Campbell Gillard's starting to play a couple of good games. Yeah, he had a good, he had a good game the weekend. He's won a World Cup and, and uh, played Origin. Um, Tom Travojevic likely to come straight back in, which is probably a good boost for the Blues. Who it's for is still up in the air with um, Latrell Mitchell going AWOL after, the, after game one. Nick Kotrick, <laughs> probably the most likely option, I think. Um, he was yeah, sort of the gap filler take, yeah. with with uh, Trebojevic and he did play on the wing last year but yeah first uh, New South Wales all of a sudden in all sorts um, Queensland probably take just about the same team and although Joe Offengawe's out which probably opens the door for Christian Welch who's just come back from injury at a big game against the Warriors um, so, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Queensland, I've just gone back to the good old days where they didn't have all the flashy players again. Well, they do have a decent team, but not on paper compared to the other team. And they're just grafting out victories again as the underdog. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, I just can't quite believe how it's, it's all just turned, swung so much back in Queensland's favour <laughs> after one little bump in the road. Uh, it's not that they got flogged by 80. Yeah, um, for for drama's sake, I guess it would be good to see New South Wales win in, in Perth and set up a big decider, but yeah, it's not looking yeah. too flash at the moment. We'll see you next Sunday. No, it's, a, it's out of it that they took a second game over there. That's a tough, yeah. that's a tough way to defend your title. Yeah, yeah big time. Um, now, third instalment of 
Tales of Ronungo, have you got one lined up for us? I, I do. I do. I do. This is, uh, this is a, yeah, this almost makes sense of this one. You're going to have to funny, some name suppression. Bit, yeah, there's definitely name suppression. No names will be mentioned in this. But one of our, it's, it's not really about footy either. It's more of a life experience involved this guy from this same 1992 footy team. You know, just, day, just for a bit be, of, um, just to, for listeners that might have not heard this segment before, this is Brad's uh, Ronunga Club team on the west coast and it was a year under 12s under 13s team yeah eighth grade it was called yeah. must, okay. it must have been under 13s yeah okay. yeah under 13s 1992 carry on played 16 won 16 581 494 games oh, anyway so one, one of these guys in this team that we grew up with would have been three years after this in fifth form at high school it was when you're starting to learn about life a bit more and he, he'd come across marijuana and no one even knew what it was and how to deal with it and that. he was he was giving everyone a, giving everyone out at school just like ciggies and that and it was all good one day we got wind that old mate had been called up to the principal's office and he panicked in this process of getting called up and he hid it in the garden so while he's up at the principal's office a mate of mine went and dug it up and took it away. <laughs> and this just so happened to coincide with the weekend. The weekend coming up was our first perform ball. So <laughs> all of a sudden we had a, a bag of the stuff we didn't know what to do with, and it's perform ball. So before the ball, we're at a mate's place and we're having a, we were drinking Bailey's, Bailey's <laughs> milk before the fifth ball ball. And then we, we, should, we shot over to the beach and started, we didn't know what to do. We just like, thought it was like cigarettes. So we just sort of rolled two or three each and just sat there and had our Bacardi and smashed probably three joints, two or three joints each, not knowing what it was, the effects would be. And then fast forward three hours later and we're getting our ball photos taken at the ball. And the four of us are there for our missus and we are absolutely chining. <laughs> Eyes hanging, hanging out of our head. Worst photo ever. Oh, so yeah, that was... That was all uh, thanks to one of our players in that same oh, wow. very team. So you learn about footy and you learn about life when you play yeah. rugby league. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not cigarettes. We know <laughs> we we learn not to smoke them like cigarettes. Um, fantastic tales of Ronanga and Storm in there. We'll look forward with bated breath till next week. If that's what we're getting this early in the piece. Can only imagine yeah, still no, to come. Some, some of them will have something to do with footy, some of them won't. Some of them will have something to do with life. Well, I know people will be coming back for more, so thanks for that, Brad. And now we've taken a bit of time, so we'll punch on to the round 14 preview. Now, for those of you who are about to tune out because um, we take too long with this, we know that we've been waffling. We've talked about it off air. We really want to smash through these, so we're going to do our best to tighten it up. So bear with us. Yeah. So working and everything, all facets of this podcast. Yeah. We need. We know it's drawn out. Yeah. We we know. We yeah. know it's drawn out. Yeah. So before you say we're shit, we've already beaten you to the punch. We know. Yeah. We're um, well aware of that. So starting off, we're uh, going to try and um, punch through these Thursday night, uh, and just first of all, thanks to TAB for their support of this Warriors Life. We'll 
give you the odds quickly um, before each game. So on Thursday night, the Raiders at dollar eighty-one favourites just narrowly over the Sharks. What a blockbuster this is to kick off the round. Thursday night game worth yeah. staying up for. Yeah, not often I do stay up for a Thursday, but it might have to be done this week. I'm going. Um, I'm going to go Sharks. I yeah. like the Sharks. Yeah, geez, they so, were good uh, last week, and Wade Graham looked awesome. I thought come back. Yeah, geez, I love that guy. The, yeah, he's my good. fantasy signing for the Warriors. Uh, top of the list, that guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think Canberra just too good down in Canberra on a Thursday night. But man, it's just got a real cliffhanger vibe about it. Um, so yeah, I think raised yeah. by a couple. No Johnson back just yet, and Lewis named in the twenty-one. But yeah, Raiders for me. Well, who's Friday? Friday, well, this will slow us down a bit. Uh, the the Warriors are very narrow favourites, $1.85 against the Titans over on the Gold Coast on Friday night. Um, Is that just because of the record against... Oh, because it's New Zealand betting. Well, we've got a staggering record against them. 15 of the last 17 we've won. Uh, we did go to, to Ravenna last year and get an absolute toweling from... A struggling Titans team, 36-12 it was. But we do have a great record overall, beat them 2016 in round four in Auckland, the last time we won at home this year. Um, yeah, do you think they can do it? Titans coming off a good win against the Broncos. Uh, I'll be so disappointed if we can't beat the Titans. So disappointed. That's when I realise that we're going to be 13th, 14th, 15th or 16th place. Yeah, that is just about season over if they don't win this, isn't it? I think. Yeah, if, it, if if they, I'll be writing off the season if they don't win this, and I'll have to pick another team to support, and I'll be barracking for the Knights. The Knights? For the rest of the season, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no. yeah, but Knights are going to be my second team this year if the Warriors fall out of playoff contention. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing the Knights go far, but also the Raiders, and but just the Sean Johnson factor of the Sharks, that'd be my top pick, I think, for a, a second yeah. team back for Barrett for. Hopefully the Warriors can keep it. Keep the dream alive for a bit longer. It's, it's not over yet, and a win, obviously, this week, given how congested that middle of the table is, um, definitely helps their cause a bit. Adam Blair's 300th game. Uh, has a player ever that's played 300 games come in with such a, a complicated legacy with, you know, with, I guess, I don't want to say overwhelming unpopularity, but he isn't... The biggest fan favourite of all time? No, it's not. It's not, and he hasn't. But it's been like that wherever he goes, apart from Melbourne, where he actually played good with the Tigers, and there was ups and downs, and Broncos, and there's ups and downs. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Old mate Steve Kearney has said to him, "Right, we're going to get you to 300 games this year, and then that's it. Reserve." <laughs> and that's why he's been playing all these shit weeks because they just made a promise: get your 300, then get out. Well, he said uh, bizarrely over the weekend that it, that the milestone had been playing on his mind and that could contributed to some of his subpar form this year. I just find that a weird, weird all round. Um, but anyway, I did want to give Adam Blair a bit of a wrap here. Only the thirty-sixth player ever to play three hundred games. Only the third Kiwi after Wiki and Mannering. It is a massive achievement. Um, his durability is actually quite amazing. He's played 22 games or more in each of the last 11 seasons. So for a player which knows how to um, yeah. rack up uh, the odd suspension, that's uh, quite remarkable. Yeah, that, that's, that's yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have picked that. 
He's obviously does coaches obviously love him, mate. Like he obviously is super duper professional and good yeah. to have around the club. I, I think he's very popular at the club, but he, very popular at the Warriors by all accounts, and, and and at every club he's been to. Yeah, as you say, the ultimate professional, good family guy. You'd never, um, you know, he's never been in any off-field drama or anything like that. And I guess that's why, as much as he's criticised, he's just as fiercely. Um, Fiercely defended by yeah, he's a polarizing character. Yeah. Right? Um, I talked to I did a, a bit of a story on Adam Blair's 300th. Interviewed Corey Parker, his former Broncos teammate, um, yeah. because Adam Blair refused. He's a beautiful man, eh? Yeah, he's a good-looking fellow. Even his grey's grown and beautiful. Mm, I know, silver fox, all right. Anyway. Yeah, just and as an as an aside, because Adam Blair actually refused to be um, interviewed for it, despite it being for the NRL's official magazine. But this is a bit on the nose there. But Adam Blair, uh, I mean, sorry, Corey Parker, graciously granted me an interview, and he raved about Adam Blair and his professionalism, what he adds to the club, and you know what he what he will be bringing to the Warriors and all that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, he's obviously someone that. That uh, from the inside of a club is of plenty of value, but for the for the average bloke on the street, he's not probably producing six hundred dollars, six hundred thousand dollars worth of value um, on the field, and that's I guess the rub with Adam Blair. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I don't mind him. I don't mind him as a player, but I can see why people hide. Disgust, like he disgusts people with the way he plays. He looks lazy in the yeah. way he gets around and da da da. But yeah, I've never. He's not playing well this year, and he shouldn't be in there. I don't think. But yeah, I've never been as harsh on him as some people can be. No, it's um, yeah, it would be good. You know, it'd be great to see him play uh, the way that he can play. The, the probably the one of his better seasons of recent years was. Um, his first year at the Broncos, pretty key to them getting into the finals. Um, from He's probably one of the few players in that team at the moment that could lift everyone to follow him. Yeah, well, I think that's probably part of it. When you're on that sort of money and you've got that reputation as a leader on and off the field, but the team's kind of not showing that, you know, you do have to look to guys like Adam Blair and he can't be immune to criticism. Um, mm. You know, if the team's not going well, and they talk about all the one percenters that he's he's great at, which are like line speed and pressure and kickers and stuff. Well, if the other team, if if our defence is it's terrible, only... if our line speed's poor, and the uh, other teams carving us up with their kicking game, well then you got to look, look at him. Those one percenters don't add up enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get four one percenters. That's only four percent. So 96% yeah. of the non-1%ers needs to be perfect. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, obviously a popular figure around the club and 300 is quite the milestone. So best of luck this weekend, Adam Blair. Um, anyone this weekend that you're kind of expecting to lead the charge for the Warriors? After last week's performance, No. I need to be pleasantly surprised. I think watching this one this weekend, I just yeah, I don't know where it's going to come from at the moment. I really don't. Um, Hopefully, this gastro bug. 
<laughs> could, could I be want our the Gastro bug to be the top performer. <laughs> three three Dalian points for Gastro. Um, <laughs> Cody Nicarima probably coming off a couple of subpar performances. He was he created that try just with that that bit of pace. That was beautiful to watch. But yeah, other than that, pretty ordinary. Um, just want him to see, I guess, a bit more consistency in his game. Roger struggling to impose himself at the moment. He is. He really is the poor bugger. He's um he's gone flat as well. It's it's contagious in that squad at the moment. Um, yeah, it's really contagious. Everyone's just got the wobbles and the jitters and too scared to commit to anything to do something wrong. Yeah, yeah but I don't know. There's yeah. no yeah, there's no free feeling about the game for them. No, and it's it's never gonna work for them for the the sort of squad they are playing that sort of tentative style. Nah, um, cause, nah yeah. not at all. Um, but yeah, you know, you think they should win. They've been a bunny for us, the Titans, for a long time. They only have, well, they've got four wins, same as us at the moment. They didn't have the bye weekend off though, so they've had an extra game. Have been really poor a lot of the time, but you know, yeah, you can see what they do to teams if you don't uh, turn up with the right attitude, which is what happened last time we went there, and what happened to the Broncos last week. So, yeah, yeah, it was more the Broncos played shit last week. Yeah, oh, that was more, more so than the Titans playing great. Yeah, the Titans took their opportunity, but yeah, I think I think the Broncos had a huge part of the Titans yeah, win. A hundred percent. But can you can you honestly say with confidence that the Warriors won't? Produce that sort of performance. <laughs> no, not at all. Exactly. Yeah, that is the scary thing, and that you just yeah. Who knows what they're doing? The money will still be going on the Warriors. Yeah, and at almost even money, it's pretty good value there. But it's going to be a bit of a white knuckle ride, I think, for us on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> um, my yeah, my dog freaks out when when I get super animated during the Warriors. I might have to book her into the kennel for this one. Um, second game on Friday night. Cowboys, sixty favourites against West Tigers up in Townsville. Uh, Cowboys, disappointing loss to Manly on the weekend after going a bit of a run. And Tigers, uh, terrible at the moment. 28-0, they lost to the Raiders. And as we talked about last week, just a nowhere team. And that really proved it, I think. They could be on the fast track to uh, the bottom four, the Tigers. Yeah, yeah, and especially if they do, it looks like Maguire's going to have a bit of a clean out. Um, I think they're prepared to lose a lot more this year. Yeah, yeah I, he's, he's trying to, I think he's going to spend a wee while just seeing who he's got, what he's got, swapping players around. It doesn't even look like he's a fan of him, boy. No, which is, yeah, he's been buys in the centres. It's his captain, someone that had been trusted at fullback, and now he's been moved to the centres. Um, yeah, I don't really see much positive happening for the Tigers at the moment. The Cowboys do have Jordan McLean out, but otherwise, been in okay form lately mm. compared to their start. Boring season. is batshit, though, aren't they? Yeah, it's far hard. out, they're boring. It's hard Both to, these teams. It's hard to get excited about playing the Cowboys. Or watching the Cowboys, especially up at that field. What is it? It's like a stock car track field. <laughs> Sit on that big bank, big grass bank. Buy some stinking seats. Yeah, well, they are getting a new stadium up in Townsville, so yeah, of course they are. After I've given them a yeah. serve, 
<laughs> Hopefully some sort of banquet stadium type arrangement. Uh, but yeah, <coughs> Cowboys for me, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I won't be putting much energy into that game. Starting Who's off... Is that Friday? Saturday. Yeah, that, that's Friday done. Super Saturday starts with the... This is a big one. Storm dollar thirty seven favourites against the on-fire Newcastle Knights down in Melbourne. Ooh. Six straight <laughs> for the Knights. Um, God, I wish this was in Newcastle. Yeah, it would be great to watch. But I'm really looking forward to this. It'll be sort of a... It's a twilight start. Um, all teams with their, well, no David Klemmer, which is a big out for Newcastle, but Caelan Pong is back, so it's going to be great to see him up against some of his origin teammates and adversaries. Um, yeah. How good was Connor Watson at hooker last week? Yeah, inspired. Um, yeah. Far out. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a good, I'm going to be in Kaikoura this Saturday, so I need to, to find a local establishment that's playing this game, because I do not want to miss it. No, you might have to get someone to, to bump the Super Rugby off uh, off the TVs there, but... Especially <laughs> that in Canterbury. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me like I've got two heads. <laughs> well, you know, you can always... <laughs> it's only an hour and a half drive to my place from there, so if you get desperate, just whip down here. Shoot down. Um, yeah, I don't know which way to go on this one. Nights, six in a row, but yeah, just think Melbourne... I don't know, that win on the weekend was just so Melbourne and I don't really see them dropping this one. I think they might struggle no, I'm a little going, bit. I'm going Knights. I reckon the Knights are as good as they look at the moment. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with the Storm. I think they're the good tip there, but looking forward to a cracking game. In Melbourne... Second up. Uh, Rabbitohs, fifty favourites against the Panthers. Panthers have strung three together. This is what I was afraid of. Panthers are starting to come back. They're winning ugly, but they are winning games. Three-game winning streak, something the Warriors haven't done since last March, April. So, got to give them their dues for that. And it was the Roosters they beat last week as well. So, um, are they on the move up? I I think they've turned a corner, and that's why I'll be backing them against the Rabbits. Yeah, a couple of losses for for the Rabbits. We've got some injury problems there. Sam Burgess now out of the team with that shoulder surgery. That's, a, that's going to be a huge loss for them. Yeah. yeah I think they might battle Adam Reynolds still out. I'd, I'd back um, Penrith to win this one, I reckon. Certainly great value. It's only at ANZ yeah. Stadium. No real home ground advantage for the Rabbitohs. I'm, I'm loving this uh, this winger, Brian Tor. I think that might be how you say Brian it. Brian he uh, he was sensational against the Roosters. Just a real powerhouse. Plays like Josh Mansour did four years ago. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Uh, is Mansour still out of the team? Or is nah, he back he's, up he's back there. Um, yeah. on, on the improve, but... Not the so they're still the holders of the... Um, yeah. Shield, yes, they? they are. They are. They beat the, ro- the Roosters to retain it. So for those who haven't heard about this, we've been campaigning for a Ramfurly Shield type arrangement to come into the NRL just something to, to play for I really think it could work We I think we I don't know how we decided that it was starting with that it, Panthers game but no it started it started with the Eels opening Bankway Stadium so it should be the Bankway Shield oh. really yeah okay I'll give it to maybe Bankway oh, nah. chip in some cash yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Bankway Shield so yeah. when they opened that so, stadium Eels had the first home game and it's yeah, yeah won a couple there Penrith won it off them from there a few weeks ago and 
was that their first defensive or maybe second? Um, yeah, I'm not to, sure. But nevertheless, they are the holders. Uh, they won't be putting it up this week because it's not a home game. So hold your yeah. horses. But yeah. Yeah. Now I'm going to go. I'm going to go Panthers in that one. Yeah, same. Uh, Saturday finishes with the Eels, the narrowest of favourites at dollar eighty-five over the Broncos. Two teams that could really do with a win. Parramatta really on the uh, on the slide. 42-22 lost to the Sharks last week. Broncos, that three-game turnaround, has um, gone to custard with that loss to the Titans. Two teams that could really do with a win here. Yeah, no, uh, Broncos. Broncos. Okay. Yeah. It was terrible at the moment. Yeah, so interesting that you make Sean O'Sullivan gets a run at halfback this week with Tom Denon out for some time with uh, some sort of surgery. So it'll be interesting to see what he can add. Who's that other hooker they had playing last week? Uh, Jake Turpin, he come in, came into halfback and scored a great try. Um, yeah, he gets stuck in, doesn't he? Yeah, he's back at hooker. God, he's putting some shots on too. Yeah, just a wee fella. Um, yeah. But yeah, a bit of a go up. Who you got? Yeah, I think Brisbane here. Yeah. I don't quite see... Parramatta just seem to have lost any of their pizzazz that they had at the start of the year. Um, I don't see them Largely to do with Dylan Brown, I think, wasn't it? Well, he only played those first couple of games. The, the, the yeah, first game but they got, West, some, they got some confidence and they were throwing the ball around. Uh, they seemed to have just absolutely lost it. Gutherson going off last week didn't help, obviously, but just, yeah... Just don't quite have the experience there or the pack. Um, yeah, Broncos for me. So on to Sunday. Um, and another pretty tight one on paper. Manly, $1.55 favourites against the Dragons at Brookvale. Um, yeah, Jeez, the Dragons are on last yeah, week. Yeah. Corey Norman. Um, yeah, what a difference he makes coming back. Just frees up Ben Hunt as well and, and the pack was rolling on. Was the Bulldogs who who were very very poor, and the Dragons I think were on a five match losing streak leading into that, so I don't get too excited just yet. Uh, Manly, probably the grittiest team going around as far as punching above your weight goes, and they've got Trebovich and Cherry Evans back on deck as well now. So mm, yeah, that's I'd, a good point. I like Manly here. I think well, uh, at, at home. Is this yeah. the Saturday, Sunday other game at Brookie? Yeah, yeah. I just. Oh, that's a, that's going to be a good watch. Yeah, I like watching watching their games there on a, in a day, in the daytime on TV. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think they'll get that yeah. well done. Yeah, yeah. So Manly and who's final? Uh, last game, probably the least competitive game of the round. Roosters dollarating favourites against the Bulldogs. Um, probably mm. worth tuning in for just to see how Dallin. Watanit Zlesniak goes in the centres at his new club. But I don't think he'll make it up for difference. It's going to be plenty to nothing, isn't it? Yeah, the Roosters have gone off the boil a wee bit, though. A few losses lately, and Luke Carey's still out. Just lost their mojo a little bit, but far too much um, talent in the team to be down for too long. Latrell Mitchell back with a point to prove. Be a good battle there if it's him up against Dallin. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think Bulldogs look like wooden spooners, don't they? Yeah, they have got it. Yeah, they really do. Poor buggers. Yeah, 
plenty of you know plenty of tries and they're just not enough talent. Nah, not a, yeah, yeah, that's the mm, problem. Just a yeah. awful pack. Uh, yeah, Brewster's fairly comfortably there. I think after losing that one to Penrith last week, they'll be coming out firing. This yeah, at the CG. Um, yeah, done. Done. Was that how did we go there? Did well, we waffle? Yeah, we did. Well, not as much as usual, I don't think. But we did draw out the first <laughs> half of the thing. So yeah, we're definitely blowing the Still blowing the budget. Room for improvement. Yeah. Um, now, did you want me to quickly punch out a stats corner? Yeah, you might as well. Okay. Stats corner. Now, I waffle on a lot with this, so I'm just going to come right out and say it. Uh, so we, we looked at the most prolific wing pairings in Warriors history last year, uh, last week. This week, the top centre pairings in most games as a centre pairing for the Warriors. Um, it's been a bit of a problem area for the Warriors getting, I guess, good centre pairings and good centres in general. Um, so the top five coming in at number five jeez I like one of these guys and couldn't stand the other Conrad Hurrell and Dane Nielsen just the 24 games together it felt like Dane Nielsen played it for a decade with the Warriors he was that bad he was the Adam Blair of that era wasn't he oh way worse he was appalling yeah you're right actually I I reckon that Manu would have finished with 500 tries if Dane Nielsen didn't play two seasons um, inside him, he was diabolical. Uh, coming to number four, just one game. He had 25 games for Clinton Torpy and John Carlaw, the 2002 Grand Final pairing. Um, John Carlaw, yeah, right. yeah, good little, good little stint from Carlaw. Although he he sort of fell out of favour um, in as the, quick the as season, he came in, didn't yeah, he? season after that uh, for the player who's with Clinton Torpy in third spot with 29 games. Vinnie Anderson, so Torpy and Vinnie Anderson, big rangy type. He uh, he took over from Carlaw as the first choice centre in two thousand and three, and they had a couple of seasons together before he yeah. headed to Super League. So yeah, Torpy in there he was a longer serving centre, one hundred and eleven games at centre, um, by far the most by a Warriors player in the centres, and definitely our best, I'd say. God, he had a couple of good seasons. Yeah, oh two, oh three. There was no one Unreal. better in the world. Um, Remember that Kiwi test in that year as well? Yeah. Well, he's, Remember he's, that Kiwi test in Aussie? Yeah, he's, he's got two two test hat-tricks against Australia to his name. Unreal. Um, one in and one in 05. Incredible. Great footy player. Um, now we've got a dead heat for the top spot. Uh, the yeah, First up, we've got Brent Tate and Jerome Rapati. 30 games. So that could have been a real two shockingly injury prone players. They could have played. <laughs> Was that over sixteen? <laughs> yeah, they could have played hundred games together, but just the thirty. Two very good servants for the club when they were on the field, but just wasn't quite often enough. Tate, yeah, one of the first times, only times I've really signed like a, you know, real gun, Aussie Test player at its in, in their prime. Um, yeah. yeah, just missed a season with an ACL. It was great when he was on the field, though. And Jerome, probably one of the unluckiest players injury-wise of all time. Um, and also with 30 games, I think you're going to be pleased with this one. A couple of maligned players. Solomon Carter and Blake Ashford with 30 games together. How did that happen? <laughs> 
part of it. When did that happen? Yeah, so it, it really shows how um, how we really have struggled for centres, I guess, over the years. Um, Carter and Hiku had a chance this year to to uh, push up into this list, but they stalled on 20 games together when Carter got dropped, so don't see them um, oh, yeah. adding too much to that tally. And, yeah, that's it. Stats Corner for the week. Oh, well, thank you, Will. No worries. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Enjoy the footy last weekend, uh, next, this weekend. Got so close. Hopefully we've got something more positive. It's a, it's a bit of yeah. a flat podcast because... Yeah, we need our stinking footy team to step up. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, you know, it was a wee bit cathartic listening to us rant on a bit, but we'd definitely like to be chatting about the positives next week. And if not, we've still got the Kiwis test to look forward to. So we'll see you next week. Talk about all that. Uh, thanks, Brad, for joining me. Take it easy. No worries, mate.